fantasy baseball fanatics. How you doing? Welcome to the Fantasy MD's Baseball Podcast. Today is Monday, April 11th, 2022. This is episode number 12. Your host, Dominic Martino. Here as always with my co-host, Matthew Arne. Matt, baseball is here. You finally got stats that count and matter. Are you as hype, man? This is a hype episode, man. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's nice to be here. It's happy to be sound. I'm going on a game in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, my brother. How'd you make out over the weekend? You do good? Yeah, my teams look all right so far. You know, a few minor adjustments just as sure as, uh, you know, everybody's feeling at this point, which is why we're here to do the show today. You know, we're going to highlight a lot of waiver wire guys. I know there's been a lot of injuries, which we're also going to break down in a minute. Um, But Matt, we're going to start here with on. I think we mentioned this segment once before, but we're really since, you know, um the season's here and we're really going to have like a new way of doing the show. We're going to introduce a segment here called Finger on the Pulse, which is where Matt and I highlight, you know, a player or something in particular that we've seen that's going on you know during the season or at the moment that we truly think needs to be spoken about something that we really think hits the you know the pulse of what's going on in baseball at the moment Matt right did I, did I, did I say that pretty well or yeah you handled it pretty nice all right so my brother why don't you leave with yours all right so um one of the guys I want to highlight um is uh Jesse Winker so somebody was probably used for a higher higher draft capital this year um and, and during draft season but the thing is, he's actually he's batting like crap right now. Um, yeah, I don't even think he. I think he has one hit on the season. I could pull that up right now. So yeah, he legit has two hits. He's batting two hundred out of ten at bats. And somebody's probably a little frustrated and probably gone, "Oh no, oh no, I got the last year hype machine, and he's gonna flop this year." So this is my game plan for you: buy him cheap, send this freaked out manager a little low ball. Um, offer real quick before he hits something tonight and he'll probably accept i mean not for nothing i'm one of his owners and i'm i'm a little bit like on the on the hesitancy but at the same time i know the talent you know that's why they call him baby Votto. and i think that we're going to see what we saw last year is probably going to come up this year and hopefully just improves against lefties so you know i think that he's a very good buy low candidate somebody can probably give your team a boost especially if you need a better ut or your end of your outfield is probably uh not as strong if you went higher on other positions. So actually, Matt, yeah, I, I'm 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 loving everything you said there. And I'm actually gonna highlight some of the good so far I'm seeing here from Winker stats. I have his stats right here in front of me as well. So actually he's got four walks so far to zero strikeouts. That's a positive sign if I've ever seen one myself. Um, you know, it's only 10 at bats here so far, so let's not get too too worried. Like Matt said, you know, he had a great year last year. I'll read you off his stats from last year. Last year, Jesse Winker hit 305. He had one steal, 71 RBIs, 24 home runs, 77 runs, and that's only in 423 at-bats. He's on a way better team this year so far. Seattle's 2-1, and one. and I like the roster they're trying out there. They look very competitive. They got some good pitching. Robbie Ray looks good in his first outing. Mitch Hanniger looks very good so far. He's hit a couple bombs. Um, Julio off to a little bit of a rocky start. You know, only one hit for him, but, you know, we'll see where that goes. And uh, Kalanick, not so good either so far, but I think that lineup has a lot of potential. And I think, like Matt said, Jesse Winker is a very good buy low right now if you can get your hands out there on him. Um, I want to transfer over to my guy right now. And it's just somebody who uh, has all the talent in the world and is finally looks like he's putting it together over the last couple of years. And that's Byron Buxton. And man, oh man, uh, kids off to a hot start. He's got three bombs, four ribbies. He's only hitting 250, but you know, I mean, uh, I'll take the three bombs just as I'm sure anybody else will. It just really look, and he's had some very good defensive plays as well. Um, in my opinion, the kid looks ready to go out there. And um, I think if he gets 140, 150 games, he's in the MVP 
MVP conversation. Unfortunately, he's got um, Shohei Otani in the, the AL, so it's going to be tough for him to really get over him. But I think, in my opinion, I think Buxton's got um, a 40-40 upside. I'm not saying he gets there, but that is the upside if he really, you know, goes off and just does everything that it looks like he can do. My opinion is he's the real deal. Don't sell low on him. He's the opposite of what Matt was trying to get at. I'm saying don't sell low. Hold on Byron Buxton. Unless you get an offer that truly blows you away. Um, I think unless you get like a top 20 type player for him. Otherwise, hold because I think that's um, where he's going to land this year in the top 20. Matt, any thoughts on Buxton? I do. I like everything you said, except for the part where you say hold him. So Okay. Um, you know, if you're a Byron Buxton truther, you want to ride it out. I respect it. And, you know, I don't blame you. You're going to get production when he's healthy. But here's my thing, just based off of his history, knowing that, you know what, he does get hurt quite often. He's probably a guy I'd be trying to move and sell high. So this isn't like a buy low, sell high kind of segment, but today it just, it had happens to be. So like, honestly, I hear what you're saying though. If you could turn him into like a top 20 guy and like, and or or even fill a couple of positions with a multiplayer deal that fills all your holes for a guy that's probably going to get hurt and do a, have a long stint in the IL. I actually like that. Yeah, you know, that's, that's actually a good idea. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm ready to like dump Byron Buxton and get a haul in before it's too late. You know, it's like shorten the stocks. Let's get it out quick and you know, let's make that money. And how you make that money is get a haul for Byron Buxton and uh, call it a day. Yeah, you know what, guys? I like what Matt's saying in the sense of if you can get a nice two-for-one for Buxton, let's say your team, your pitching staff isn't looking so great and maybe you're um, missing a little bit on outfield um, or if you're a little bit deeper in outfield. I misread that. Uh, maybe you could look to move them then, you know, maybe if you get two nice pieces there, you get yourself a starting pitcher or you say you're missing a shortstop or a second baseman. Would you do it for Julio Urias, who just, just got blown up in Colorado? One A one-for-one? One for uh, one. I w- I don't think so. I don't, I'm not doing that one for you're one holding, right now. You're, you're holding Buxton on I'm, that one. I'm I'm holding Buxton on that one. Okay. Maybe okay. for your other boy. You want to you want to mention your other boy? Brandon Woodruff you taking that route. Brandon I'll Woodruff? take Woodruff for him. I'll, I'll take, take Woodruff. Woodruff for if somebody was stupid yeah. enough to take Woodruff, for him, I'll tell you this. No problem. Um, I'll take it all day. But yeah, not that not not that we'll, I don't, don't want to get too much into this, but all of the Brewers' aces looked um kind of. Uh, mediocre in cores. Uh, I'm not cores. I'm um, in um, Chicago. Uh, the thing was is that uh, you know um, Woodruff gave up nine. Uh, Burns gave up three. Freddie Peralta gave up three. It was really cold out there. You know, it's you know. Uh, I know the Cubs pitching staff looked a little bit better, but I think the Brewers pitching staff gets a little bit of a break there. You know, and I like I I would um I would take Woodruff for Buxton. Right. So yeah. So, so I guys, mean, I got one more question go for you. Before yeah, we move go on. ahead. Yeah, one, preach. one more player. Yeah, All come right. on. All right. So, ah, you made me forget it, buddy. It's all right. It's all right. It's all, all right. right. It's we all could good. always circle back. It'll um, come back to me. Let's just roll. Yeah, we could, we could. If it hits you at any point, feel free to bring it back up. But the next thing, we're going right. to get into some news and notes here. Uh, one of the big ones, um, Taylor Rogers, uh, the Chris Patty trade goes through. Uh, it's basically Taylor Rogers for Chris Paddock straight up pretty much uh, for fantasy purposes. And Taylor Rogers looks great right now. He's got two saves so far, um, two innings, a strikeout, you know, um, no walks so far. You have no walks and he hasn't given up a hit either. So it looks very good for anyone who took Taylor Rogers late. Matt is hype about it because he's one of those guys who did. Uh, Matt, if you want to elaborate him on the situation, feel free, my brother. By the way, I'm not still huge on Chris Paddock either way, guys. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Chris Paddock at the moment. 
I'm, I'm okay. I mean, the only uh, the only intriguing part is I want to see what he looks like after the All-Star break for Chris Paddock because after working with, you know, Corbin Burns and Woodruff, you know, and that pitching, gorg- pitching coach, I think something good may come of it because he does have good talent. But anyway, as to why I like Taylor Rogers in this, outside of the fact that I go to him, I got him just because I got stuck at, at a relief and, you know, somebody sn- uh, sniped out Jordan Romano on me. But uh, I, I'm sitting pretty now. I got the San Diego San Diego's closer and he's filthy now. So I'm pretty happy. He got a monster upgrade. And um, if you were lucky enough to get him, you're, <laughs> you're smiling just like I am. Somehow, if he's sitting on your waivers and run out and go check, he probably oh, yeah. in, a da- in a daily, pro- probably not there. But if you're in a weekly and he's there, he'd probably yeah, that's one a number one. That's a number one yeah. uh, waiver priority. We were gonna do it. We're doing a we're doing a closer segment later on, and he would easily be the number easily. one of that segment later on. But he's, um, he's yeah. definitely a, um, it was definitely a giant upgrade for all of you. So. Amen. Yeah, guys, that that one that that was a, a cool little move at the here at the beginning of the season. All right, now it's on to some uh, less fun stuff here. We're gonna do more of a, a little injury notes here. Uh, more starting pitchers go down. Um, we're gonna start with uh, Blake Snell. Uh, it, this one stinks. Uh, I was high on Blake Snell. I really thought he was gonna uh, vibe off of that little uh, run he had last year. I believe it was like a, almost a ten start run where he was just like one of the best pitchers in baseball. But it looks like he's headed to the injured list. Um, it was a grind injury here, or um, actually, it's, it's left abductor tightness. There it is. So it was the same injury that was that troubled him at the end of last season. So um, my opinion, it's not looking good. Looks like he's headed to the IL. So in my opinion, just drop him on the IL if you got the spot. If you're banged up with a, more than one or two pitchers, you could always send us a note, and we'll let you know which ones you should stash and which ones you should cut. Um, I think Blake Snell's a stash right now, though. He'd be on the higher end of hurt pitchers, for in my opinion. Uh, Matt, you want to take over yeah. here on Snell? Absolutely. I mean, you know, he's one of those guys that I, I, I have him, so it's really not great. Um, we'll be coming up with his replacement, one of his replacements in the waiver wire. So I'm not going to get too yeah. depth on that. We got a whole, we got a whole bunch of replacements for you guys yeah. coming up. Don't worry about that. Um, but and talking about Blake Snell, I if if you're looking, oh my God, maybe I should trade him. Don't trade him. He's not worth anything for you. Yeah, if, not yet. If you're somebody that has the free IL, you have a good staff, or you have somebody in need of a staff, you could probably trade for. I'd trade for him and see if the owner will bite for something cheap. And I like that. I think that's the that's the move with Snow yeah. to be honest. Go out and trade for him, if anything. Yeah. And if you're our listener, hold on to him because he's gonna come back. I don't know when yet. That's the only thing. Um, yeah, there's no but, timetable yeah. yet. No timetable. But I mean, you know, if he's back in him in a couple of weeks, you know, we can we'll be happy. And that's why I say hold on to him. We'll get back and circle back on him because I'm gonna be going through through this pain and growth with you of uh, Blake Snow. Yeah, and that's one of he's, – he's one of my favorite pitchers. I had him the year he won the Cy Young in almost every league. He was, like, one of my last-round picks that year, and I just I, – I lucked out on him. Uh, I, as I said, I think he's a great pitcher. If he's not throwing the changeup, that's the key for Blake Snell. Last year, he's when he ditched the changeup and, you know, he let his other pitchers shine, uh, he was dominant. Uh, anyone who go look up that 10-start uh, run he had there was, like, under a 2 ERA and just a massive amount of strikeouts, and he looked like the Cy Young winner from a few years back. Uh, so he's a stash. He's a stash. And if you can go out and get him on the cheap last year, I mean, uh, this year, I would totally do it. I was going to say that's the move I did last year. I went out and got him on the cheap before he did that 10 start run. And I was I was feeling pretty good about it. Um, so but on to the next one, another big end pitcher here that's hurt. And um, it's a little bit more of a, um, 
uh, unsure situation because he's not on the IL, IL yet. Uh, this is Lucas Giolito of the Chicago White Sox. Uh, he was out there roll on a roll the other day. Um, <laughs> I believe he had like six strikeouts over four innings, and he just looked like he was, you know, going to win that uh, AL Cy Young, like I had uh, predicted him to. But um, it looks like he's going to miss at least his next two starts, according to Tony Larusa, the manager. Uh, he left because of abdominal tightness on his left side. Uh, he came out and said that he's feeling a little bit better, but um, he still hasn't hit the IL, so I'm not exactly sure what the move is with him. Um, does make me feel a little bit good that he hasn't hit the IL. Maybe he only misses one start and they can get him back in there. But if he does hit the IL, I'd expect him to at least miss the next two. Um, but I'm optimistic it's not going to be a long-term thing with him. I think he gets back out there sooner than later and helps out, um, helps teams out like he uh, was supposed to from the jump. Matt, any thoughts here on Gio? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Domino is never a good sign, uh, especially when somebody has to leave the game in the middle of pitching for that kind of injury. Usually it leads to longer than two weeks. So, you know, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, I'm also just not happy at the fact that it's this early and that, you know, uh, it's soft tissue, which means this may pop up again. Uh, it's one of those things where if you have them, hold on to them. Don't do anything with it because you're going to get pennies on the dollar. And if you're, if you're looking for a replacement, just hang on till later and we'll help you find something. Yeah, I'm, I'll tell you this. I'm not really um, looking to move him right now because Matt said you're really not going to get the value for him. I do have him over Blake Snell in my holds because, like I said, there's a crazy amount of starting pitchers right now that are on the IL. Maybe event, maybe by Thursday we'll throw out – maybe we'll have a little ranking list of um, stashes of uh, I hurt IL guys because it's still getting a laundry list right now, and it's hard to even keep track as far as I'm concerned. So, um, but Gio, hold them. You know, there's not much else you could do there. He's, you know, top 10 pitcher when healthy, in my opinion. So, uh, moving on, though, uh, next guy here is going to be uh, Luis Castillo. Actually, in better news, looks like he's going to um, be uh, throwing soon. So, that's a great sign, guys. You know, um, any of these uh, starting pitchers that are coming back sooner than later, it's going to be helpful, as I said, with the, <laughs> the laundry list here we got going up for it, guys. So, once again, um, you go out and trade for him. Maybe, maybe people don't know that he's going to be throwing soon. If you can get him super cheap, I, I like him. He's under Snell and Giolito for me, though. Um, Matt, I'm not sure how you feel about um, Luis Castillo here. Um, I mean, if you don't have either and he's somehow he's sitting on your waiver wires, which isn't maybe about, I don't even know what he's owned right now. If you can look that up for me, Dom. Yeah, I got you. Uh, I got you, my brother. And um, I, if he's some, somewhere out there, go scoop him up because I definitely stash him for at least the next two weeks. What they're saying is he's facing live batters next week. He's already thrown off the mound uh, and playing catch. So this is good signs. So if everything goes well, he can be back in two weeks and he can be starting for the last week of April. So well, on Yahoo, he's pretty highly owned. He's 92%. So. Okay, so he's probably not sitting out there in that April. But go out there and trade thing. for him, though. I would say yeah. go out there, and if you can get him cheap. Yeah, I would totally do that. Maybe, you know, float somebody that that's probably oh, going to wow. be out for a long time. Matt, did you, did you say that he threw Saturday? He threw a bullpen Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Was yeah, sure? throwing, he's throwing off the mound already, throwing a bullpen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's out there. He's yeah, facing okay. live batters probably next week with no setbacks. So it's good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's very good, actually. Yeah. I'm actually very happy about that. Um, guys, yeah, definitely. I would say go out and try and uh, get them cheap. Yeah. All right, so uh, next one here. Um, this one is just a little, just a little note. Nothing too crazy. Just to remind you, you know, um, Fernando Tatis is going to be back at some point. <laughs> We're not sure exactly when, but um, he's scheduled to um start swinging uh a bat um soon. So uh, 
it's encouraging. Um, she's supposed to be back sometime in June uh, with, uh, I guess, without any setbacks. So just once again, um, I'm not really saying go out there and trade for him, but if you have him, he's a hold, one of the best players in the game. Just wanted to throw out there, there was a little update on him. That That's about it there. Matt, unless you got anything to say, I think we'll just keep it pushing there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, okay. Another guy here that um, somebody I do like, um, he's a- All right, folks, the Fantasy MD's back here again. We had a little technical difficulties in the middle of the episode, but we're just going to keep it rolling here, guys. We were in the middle of giving you um, injury updates. We had just mentioned Tatis is going uh, to start swinging soon, so that's good news for him. Um, Not much else to mention there. You know, it's not going to be back until probably mid-June. But um, somebody that's um, a little bit more interesting here, um, Zach Gallen a big bounce back year this year but it looks like he was scratched from his start um he's no longer going to be pitching tuesday he was scheduled to make a season debut against houston um it looks like Bumgarner is going to step in um it doesn't seem like it's clear whether what the injury is or they're just adjusting their rotation but um i don't know it doesn't look good to me here um I don't know. Maybe it looks like cut on his thumb, maybe something like that too could be an issue here. So um doesn't look like a huge deal, but um, I don't know, man. Uh I'm kinda kinda a little iffy on Gallon. Uh, you know, he was banged up last year. He had that one big breakout year, which was um that was in 2019. So I mean, um, a little bit removed from that. So, uh, Matt, any thoughts on Gallon here? To be honest, he's below. If he does hit the IL, he's below all the guys we just mentioned. Below Snell, below Gio, and below Castillo for me, my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the the chances of you guys having all these guys is, well, you had a great draft if he did. But um, yeah, I, <laughs> I would say that, um, you know, you hang on to him as long as you can. But, you know, at this point, it is what it is. There is still upside. Uh, I can't see this making him hit the IL, but I can see this be annoying where he's probably going to miss a start. So, you know, it's just going to, it's going to affect the grip on his lace on the laces and all the things like that. So it's probably going to throw off quite a few things. So he's probably not going to be right for about a month. So, you know, I'd be avoiding his starts probably for a month at least. So, you know, it's going to suck holding him. So I wouldn't blame me if you drop him, but I'll probably do a hold for as long as I, I humanly can. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I like the upside on the kid. But um, if he did manage to have, you know, a minimum IL spots and a lot of banged up pitchers, I could see letting him go, to be honest. Um, all right, keep it pushing here. Um, we got somebody who started uh, at the season like a house on fire. That's Ian Happ for the Chicago Cubs. Um, so far in seven at-bats, he's got five hits, two doubles, uh, no bombs, four RBIs. Uh, a walk, no strikeouts, which is big for Ian Happ, and he's hitting 714. So um, uh, he looks great so far, but he did get banged up. Um, he got hit um, on the knee by a pitch, so um, he might miss a couple games there. Um, I think the x-rays came back negative, um, as far as I can see. Um, so uh, he'll be back there eventually, you know, miss a couple days, um, but I like Ian Happ. Um He's going to be uh, – he is 27 this year. Um, I don't know if he really breaks out, breaks out, but he had 25 bombs last year. He had nine steals, so almost double-double there. Um, was a 226 batting average. But I think he does have maybe a 270 season in there somewhere with 20-plus um, bombs, maybe 10-plus steals. Um, so I think he could do worse than Ian Happ if uh, the NDA Ben. But I kind of like Ian Happ's upside this year, especially with the hot start. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how relevant he's going to be if he's even going to be the guy that's <laughs> going to do this for another week. It's you know, it's four days into baseball, but it is, it is upsetting for at least riding the ride, and you know, seeing at least him get some counting stats, especially in those NFBC leagues or best ball leagues. He probably came in handy, but. And long, yeah. long, you know, long-term predictions. I foresee him kind of, you know, being just as useful as in your lineup with, um, or being on the IL because he probably won't be on my team. But yeah. uh, you know, you got to ride the ride. Uh, I hear that. I hear that. You know what, Matt? I don't. I don't blame you. But you know what? Like you're saying, ride the ride. My term I like to use is just the arm. Orange, right you know what get everything you can out of him you know what if he's gonna be hot for a month he's hot for a month and then you cut him or you move on or you try and trade him whatever it is but ian hap does have these little binges where he goes off like this so i mean it's not surprising but um i might right might right all right so moving on from ian hap here we're gonna get into um some uh some better news here um looks like lance mccullers is going to start throwing soon I still don't think there's any timetable on him, but Lance McCullers, man, he's a good starting pitcher. He's actually somebody who I value more than Zach Allen in the long term. Um, maybe a little bit under the other guys, though, maybe under the Snells and the Giolitos and the um, Castillos. Just trying to let everybody know where I stand on these guys. There's a lot of hurt guys. I'm sure a lot of people don't know what to do with them. So I'm just giving you my thoughts and opinions. But Lance McCullers last year, man, he had a pretty good year. He had a 3-1-6 ERA. Um, 13 wins, five losses across 28 starts, 162.1 innings, 185 strikeouts, and the whip was a little high. It was a 1-2-2, but still a pretty pretty good year for McCullers, in my opinion. You know, um, 28 years old this year. Uh, I, I think, you know, when he's out there pitching, he's pretty good. I think he needs to be in your lineups. I think he's uh, if he's out there on the on the free agent uh, free agents in your league. I say he's worth a stash if you have the room once again, you know, prefacing all these hurt arms um, out there, you know, right now. Um, I'm not sure if you uh, you think he's worthy of a stash or not. No, I'm not a fan. I've actually okay. never been a fan of Lance McCullers. I think he's the most um, overrated pitcher in all of fantasy baseball. Damn, okay. Um, Damn, the hater eats out there. The hater eats out yeah. there tonight. Yeah, I got my cup at home. I apologize. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's all good. You know, he just never pans out. He's always super disappointing. He always ends up hurt. You know, he does a couple good games, and then eh, it's like, okay. And then, oh, but you know what? There's still upside. It's like you got to convince yourself to stay on the Lance McCullers train. <laughs> so, like, you know, I, you know what I did? You know, I was on the train for a few years and, you know, I looked myself in the mirror and I smacked myself pretty damn hard and I said, get out of it. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's too much of a, it's too much of a ride. I can't do it no more. So jumped off the train on that one. Jumped off. And if I ever step back on, it's going to be in front of it. Cause I'm not trying to do it. I guess uh, whatever you, whatever you believe in, if you, if you want to take my side, I guess he's worthy of a stash. You want to take Matt's side. He might not be worthy of a stash, but moving on another guy here, Matt, I'm not, I'm not sure how you feel about this one either. I feel like we're going to another big set of haterade on this one, but yo, Mankata um, hitting the IL. Uh, he's not super, super interesting at this point um, in his career. He had a pretty down year last year. Um, but he's gotten oblique, which is always tough to come back from, especially, you know, as a batter swinging. It's um, it's going to be tough. I mean, he did hit 263 last year with 14 bombs. Not much else to speak of. Only three steals, only 74 runs, which is disappointing in that White Sox lineup and 61 RBIs. 
uh, my opinion, uh, you could you could feel free to cut him. Um, I mean, I feel like you could do better out there on the waiver wire right now, especially a lot of bats. We're going to talk about some really interesting ones that I would definitely, um, you know, let uh, Yohan go for, um, in my opinion. Matt, you agree, Yohan? Just cut him at this point. Done. Done. He, I think he, he yeah. I think he's just one of those washed up, washed up players that just never going to put things together. Yeah. All right. So guys there, we we're agreeing on that one. Uh, get, get Yohan out of your lineups. You could probably find somebody better on the waiver. I listen to our next segment. Um, uh, due to our delays, we actually got some more news here. Some actually breaking news. Um, looks like Mike Trout was scratched from the lineup today. Um, Okay, but it does look like he's available off the bench. Yeah, it looks like he was scratched from the lineup due to stomach distress, but he's expected to be available off the bench. So, all right, not as um, serious as we possibly could have thought, but um, he's out of the lineup today. Uh, Keep your eye on the, the illness, maybe. Yeah, just accordingly. Well said, Matt. Appreciate that. Uh, moving on, Matt, you want to take the lead on this one because it's your boy, um, Flat Jack Flaherty is supposed to be throwing soon, which is um super interesting. Yep. So one, I know Matt hit me with the update before. Yeah, it definitely makes me look like a genius, um, in in our league, because I didn't keep him, and then I decided to scoop him up with like the third to last pick in the draft, and like I advised everybody else to do the same was you know get him at the end, see what you can make out of him, and see what happens. So. You know, if you followed my advice, you're sitting pretty with probably when before he got hurt, my 13th overall pitcher. So you got him for cheap. You dealt with him for a month being out, and now you're going to bring him back in that lineup, and you're going to slay everybody in every pitching category, especially case. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, um, here, I ha- I'm reading the update here. It says um, Flaherty with the shoulder. He's working on building up strength before beginning a throwing program. He did sprints Saturday and poly- uh, polymetric exercises to build up strength in his arm and shoulder. The next step would be a throwing program, but it doesn't look like there's a timetable, but he's building up strength and everything. So that's good. That's good news, guys. Jack Flaherty is obviously a top 20 pitcher when he's ready to go, which is awesome. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do when he finally, um, you know, can get us a full year. You know, Jack Flaherty is a stud. Um, like Matt said, he's going to help you in K's, ERA, WHIP, and, and wins every category, especially with the Cardinals looking good so far this year. Well, moving on, you know, that's the end of our news and um, injury update segment. So now what we're going to do is with all those injury and news and um, a lot of stuff going on, we're going to help you plug a lot of those hole here, um, holes here. We got a waiver wire segment now. Um, somebody, another another one of Matt's guys that he's super um, hype about, we're going to leave the segment with this one. Um, looks like Mackenzie Gore might get a shot in the rotation. Matt, if you want to take the lead there, my brother, be my guest. So um, due to the delay, a lot of things happen and a lot of things come come out fast. So I'm pretty happy we got the delay. So. Mackenzie Gore is likely the guy that is called up if he can't make his start on Friday because it doesn't look like Blake Snell is going to be put on the IL. So, you know, the benefit of, you know, this delay is we got that information in time. He's already playing catch on Tuesday, uh, today. So, you know, it's I mean, he's planned to play catch tomorrow, which is a good thing. So, you know, we may not miss a start from Blake Snell, which is good outside of the one he already did. But even so... I think Mackenzie Gore is a stash. I wouldn't say like waiver priority one, but you know what? If the young talent gets called up, he's probably going to, you know, show some stuff and then probably give some intrigue to be called back up again, especially if one of these guys go down. At least we know he's kind of like the six man, 
the guy waiting in the wings for somebody to get hurt. So he's definitely worth at least a stash for this week. See how he makes out. If he goes off, I'd hold on to him for a couple weeks and see how it make if if they even bother to send him down or if they try to make room for him. So that's kind of my advice on Mackenzie Gore. Yeah, Matt pretty much covered it pretty well there. I'm just going to throw in my little um, two cents here. Um, If the the outlook is good on Blake Snell and um, he doesn't go on the IL, I'm not – I don't know if I'm stashing Gore at that point. Um, I think if one of these guys goes, does go down, he isn't an immediate pickup. So my thing is, if the, if it's confirmed that Blake Snell's going down, I think no hesitation to, to pick up Gore. Am I going to start him on Friday against the Braves? Because that's, it looks like the start he would get. No, but I would love to see who his um, second start is going to be against. If that comes um, to fruition here, because Mackenzie Gore is um, one of the best um, pitching prospects in all of baseball, in my opinion, when he's going right. He had a pretty good spring. I believe it was um, a 4-2-5 ERA with a 0-9 whip, and he had 12 uh, strikeouts in nine innings, which is uh, pretty damn good for him. You know, a guy who didn't have the best year last year, but it looks like he's starting to figure things out now, and Mackenzie Gore is definitely super interesting. As I said, um, I'm not on the band of stashing him at the moment unless there is a definite um, spot for him in that rotation. If there is, then I definitely think he's worthy of a grab. Um, another pitcher here, somebody who I actually I actually think he – I prioritize him over Mackenzie Gore, in my opinion, um, on the waivers. Somebody we did talk about in the last episode, but we like him so much here at the MVs. We're going to talk about, about him again. That's Nick Lodolo of the Cincinnati Reds. Somebody who actually has a great track record in the minors. I'm not going to beat a dead horse because we went over all the stats last week. If you want to pull up his stats, be my guest. But we, we spoke about all that stuff last week. He is just going to start this week against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Matt, what day is that? Is that, is that going to be on Wednesday, I believe? I'm not 100% sure if you could hit me with that. What day is Lodolo supposed to start? Do you know? Uh, April 13th. I know it's this week uh, against Wednesday. the Pirates, but thir- yeah, a- April 13th. A- it is Wednesday. There you go. So April 13th, Wednesday for Lodolo. Um, I say roll them out there in all your lineups. I know the Pirates went off yesterday, but prior to that, they looked pretty bad in their first two games. Once again, I'd say out of all the pitchers we're going to talk about on this waiver wire segment, I kind of got him at the top of my list, my opinion. Uh, I think he's going to have a big year. Yep. I think he's. I think um, I Matt, yeah, I need. Th- I scooped him yeah, up, right? ladies and gentlemen. You're, you're high on Lodolo too, right? Yeah. The second I saw he was yeah. getting the start, I picked him up, but that was after the show last week on Thursday, so I didn't have time to tell you that. But you know, I'm glad I got him before my league mates heard the show. So. Oh yeah, yeah. To be honest, I was a little upset that Matt got to him before me. I just really didn't have the room in my roster at the at the moment. But guys, I'm I'm high on Ladola for this year, especially if he shows out in that first uh, performance against the Pirates. Uh, moving on. And somebody I'm not super familiar with, and Matt, I'm not sure if if you are either. Mm-hmm. But this is um Tommy Romero. Um, he's supposed to get the call, um, over the next, I think he's, is he starting tomorrow? I, I think he's starting Tuesday. Um, when you're hearing this, unfortunately, we're not able to, um, help you get him in the lineup, but look out for Tommy Romero of, uh, that's of, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. He's supposed to be, um, pretty, uh, interesting prospect. I know he had some really good minor league numbers. I'm going to try and, um, get those up for you here. Uh, what did he do in the minors last year? Last year in the minors, Tommy Romero had eight wins, two losses, a 2.61 ERA. That was in 110 innings and 145 strikeouts and a 0.96 whip. So the kid really showed out last year, had some really good numbers. It's a good start tomorrow against Oakland. It's probably going to be too late for you to hear this um, to stream 
stream him in that start. But if he shows out in that start, you know, Tampa's very good with pitching. I wouldn't be surprised, um, you know, with Shane Boz, McClanahan. A lot of the young pitchers over the past few years have been pretty good. Wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he's added to the mix there. Once again, I'm not super familiar with him besides just looking at the numbers right now. But they look promising to me. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on Romero? Uh, I'm like you said, I'm not really too familiar with him, but I will say that I'm actually picking him up as we speak. So, um, that's done. There you go. Here in the first, ladies and gentlemen, right here. (laughs) So, um, he's starting tomorrow. Um, anyway, so there you go. Uh, based off of what I, what I saw from his minor league stats from when Dom just read him off, it was enough for me to just pull the trigger. I think that at least, you know, the Oakland A's can be a nice little quick start, get some stats, you know, get you a little edge on the weekend. You know, let's see what the rookie can do. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, moving on from there, we got uh, – we're going to talk about somebody interesting here, uh, especially as Yankee fans. Uh, Gary Sanchez um, showing out a little bit so far in um, Minnesota. Yeah, where was this? I'm going to get you his numbers year. here in a second. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so far on the year, uh, Gary's got a bomb. He's got five RBIs. Um, he's got a double. Um, l- looking like he's swinging a d- pretty decent bat so far for Minnesota. He's a little bit under-owned, so we figured we'd mention here if you need a catcher in deep leagues or anything like that. Um, I wouldn't say go out and cut the catcher you got now for him or anything like that, but if um, – unless it's like somebody who's just really absolutely doing nothing or, or something along the lines that a two catcher league. But if it's a, if you got a top 10 catcher, I'm not really going to take the chance on him like that, but it is interesting to note that he's doing pretty good so far over there. It looks um, like he's swinging a hot bat. Yeah. Now, what do you think about Gary? I mean, <laughs> Matt, yeah. I, you know, I'm the one that brought it to his, brought it to attention. You know, I think he's having a nice little start. If he keeps it up, that he's, you know, that the upside could be, you know, what we all talked about, you know, come when he was a Yankee. 30 bombs, easy. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he's figuring it out here in Milwaukee. Maybe the situation is just a little bit more stable for him in terms of maybe mental state or whatever, and he's finally got it. Now he has a little chip on his shoulder after being, you know, pretty much, you know, punted out of New York. Line gratefully so yeah literally (laughs) let's see what happens let's see what he can do he's you know if you don't pick him up put him on the watch list let's see if he keeps this up for another couple days if he's if he's going like this into the weekend you know i'm probably picking him up and i'll let you guys know where i feel on him on thursday because i think that'll be a fair point i'll get a couple more days before you hear before i before we release the show so. Yeah. Um. Once again, guys, uh, I'm not. I'm not in a rush to go pick him. I'm like sad. Like Matt said, um, throw him on the watch list. You know, keep an eye on what he's doing over the next few days. If he's hitting you those bombs, um, I kind of comp him to like a Mike Zanino type almost, where you're not gonna get a crazy good batting average, but the 30 bomb, um, plus power is real at a position that um isn't the best, you know, all the time. Um, all right. Moving on to a guy who's in a great lineup, somebody who, if you listen to the MDs in the off season might be on your team. Cause he's somebody I like to, to rant about a lot, which is Gavin Lux of the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, he's hitting last right now. It looks like, but so far, I mean, um, in eight at bats, he's got, um, three hits, three runs, um, no bombs, but two ribbies and he's hitting 375 with two walks and no strikeouts, which you love to see that. You love to see the the no strikeouts and the two walks from Lux showing a little bit of plate discipline there in an absolutely great lineup. I just think um, if you don't have a share of that Dodgers lineup and you need somebody that's got multi-positional eligibility, um, especially second, short, and outfield, uh, I think you give Gavin Lux the shot right now. I mean, um, I got him on a couple of my teams, not in any of my big money leagues, but I do have him on a couple of my other teams, you know, just sprinkled them in there a little bit. 
like I said, I think it's just a guy that if you need exposure to that Dodgers lineup, you need some runs, you need a little bit of batting average. I think I think Gavin Lux is going to surprise some people this year. Yeah. Now, uh, would you agree there? Yeah, I was debating on picking him up today. I uh, only reason I didn't, I couldn't justify it. But, I mean, he's definitely intriguing. Yeah. And at second base, which is another future position, you know, somebody goes down, you're going to be happy you already scooped him up when you listen to us. So, I mean, it, you know what? He's at least worth an ad. I wouldn't throw any waiver or fab budget on him. But, you know, if he's sitting there, I'd scoop him. So. Yeah, definitely. It's somebody who's definitely worth a shot. Guys, once again, we're just trying to cover injuries here, doing a little waiver wire, you know, a little waiver wire segment. Um, somebody who pe- my, a lot of the people might not know about. One of my – I think he's going to be a fan favorite uh, at some point this year. But that's Connor Joe. Um, he's eligible at first and outfield. Um, Colorado Rocky. Um, they they took it to the Dodgers this past weekend. So it looks like the lineup uh, is going to be pretty good there with KB, Ryan McMahon, a couple of them other boys over there swinging a hot bat. Um, but I'm just going to – guys, Connor Joe is somebody I'll, – I'll give you stats from last year. Um, last year, Connor Joe um, had 63 games, 179 at bats, 23 runs, eight bombs, 35 RBIs, and he hit 285. So in that in that um, in, in course, you know, he's uh, I think he's going to be pretty good. So far this year, he's um, in 11 at bats, got three hits, three runs, a bomb, um, two RBIs, a steal. Um, one walk, one strikeout, so he's not striking out a lot, and he's sitting 273. I think he could do worse at the position. I think he's going to definitely give you some power. Maybe he's got some sneaky speed there, throws in a couple of steals. But like I said, in course field, you're going to get batting average, and uh, you know he's going to give you some pop. Uh, somebody who I think is a little bit interesting. Matt, once again, I know it's one of my boys over here, but um, any thoughts on Connor Joe? I mean, you know, what he's doing so far is something nice, you know. You got an injury or, you know, your, your your utilities are not acting or to snuff yet. He's worth an ad. You know, I'm not saying go burn a waiver priority or some fab. Maybe maybe a couple dollars. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. Just to, yeah. just to lock him in if you're really desperate. But, I mean, hey, click the yes button, throw him in, and let's ride the wave while, while it's still going. And then when he's gone, drop him. He's nothing. Yeah, guys, ride the wave, reduce the orange. That's that's going to be one of the mottos here at the MDs, guys. Just get the value while you can do it. You know, um, you it's not you don't need to hold a guy for a whole year. You know, he's got guy. You can, hey, maybe he goes off for a week, helps you win a week. You cut him, and then you do the same thing the next week. You try and find the next top guy. Maybe it's one of these guys we're bringing up here. If you need a certain position, just pay attention. We're always going to mention the position the guy plays. So you know, once again, just follow us throughout the segment. You know, we're going to be doing a lot of this type of stuff during the year. Um, leading into another guy, I'll, I'll let Matt leave with this one because I know I've been ranting over here about my guys. This one, of Matt, I know one of Matt's guys, a Philadelphia Philly. That's Bryson Stott oh, off man. to a hot start this year. Yeah, kid looks great. I mean, granted, I have no choice but to watch Phillies out here, unfortunately. But they, uh, <laughs> they're looking really good. He's on a lineup that has a lot of power. He's batting. The only thing is he's batting towards the end of the lineup. But if you missed out on shortstop, again, yeah. if your UT is not hot, you know, He's somebody that you can rely on. He's about to get third base eligibility too, which is another little pump right there. You know, makes it, it makes him a little bit more desirable. And if he keeps doing what he's doing, you know, he's going to at least provide somewhat of a fantasy value for you for long term. He's somebody I'm thinking that you could probably hold on to for the whole season if he keeps going in this trajectory. So, you know, right now he's actually let me pull up his stats because it's just not even fair for me to go. I got you, brother. Thank you. I got I got him right in front of me. Um, so far this year, I mean, it's not a lot of at-bats. It's only seven at-bats. It's two hits. It's a run. There's a double in there. There's an RBI. It's only one strikeout, no walks. 
Um, but he's hitting 286, which is also um, really cool. But I did want to I did want to do this because we're talking about the kid. Um, once again, Bryson Stott last year, and um, it was a, between all levels actually, almost it was double A and triple A. Um, it's 112 games. It's 418 at bats, 71 runs. Threw in 26 doubles. I'll just throw that in there. 16 home runs, 49 RBIs, 10 steals, and he hit 299. So my thing is, is I think you got a power speed guy. Uh, he's not going to overwhelm you with either one, but he's going to chip in in both. And in that Phillies lineup, I think he's bound to score a good amount of runs. I think he throws in some RBIs, and I think he's a batting average guy. So I think it's a yeah. guy that's going to hit um, around 280, probably, in my opinion. I think you can do a lot worse at shortstop or third base than uh, the Bryson Stott right now. I think he's somebody that you go out there and uh, you throw him at the end of your bench, and you just wait and you see what happens, yeah. in my opinion. I think, I, think he, I think he has a pretty good year this year. To be honest, he's better than Moncada already. So, I mean, you know, somebody that's already down, somebody you can replace him with pretty much directly. And also, too, I there just, you go. See, that's I I, I, I watched him, got, watched him opening day. I pretty much watched him all weekend, and he's hitting it right into the gap. So he's not afraid. He's not selling out for power. So he's actually just getting on base and you know wreaking havoc for the Phillies in that lineup. And somebody's always there to bring him home. So you know what your run to, your run category is going to be shooting up the up up to Wazoo if if he keeps getting on base the way he is so yeah yeah I I, I totally think that and maybe man, this year may not be the breakout for Stott but I think next year I think is hands down you need to have him on your team for next year that's that's just my two cents moving on to um one of our uh, last um hitters here for the segment um, it's Stephen Kwan of the, the Cleveland Guardian, somebody who another guy who I wasn't super, super familiar with. But I, I, I've heard talk so far in the, in the industry that this guy could be on um, this year's Cedric Mullins. Um, if he does, that would be absolutely absurd. Um, once again, coming from an unknown to, uh, you know, um, a breakout type of player to that level. Um, I'll just tell you so far this year in 10 at bats, he has eight hits. So he is hitting 800 so far. Um, it's two doubles, four runs, uh, no bombs, no ribbies, no steals. Um, it's three walks and no strikeouts for Stephen Kwan. Um, and, and an interesting guy. Once again, I'm not super familiar with him, but I'll read you off his minor league stats from last year. Uh, last year, the kid played in 77 games, 296 at-bats, 65 runs, which is a lot of runs for that amount of games, um, 12 bombs, 44 RBIs, six steals, and he hit 328. So I think at worst minimum, this kid's going to give you a batting average. Uh, I, I, I could see him being a 300 hitter. I could see him um, if he's there the whole year with 20 bombs, maybe 10 steals. The runs and RBIs, um, a little questionable on that Cleveland team, but let's see where they, he winds up in the lineup. I think it's um, in deeper leagues, and even if um, you know, and you're in a normal sized league, it's somebody you take a shot on. You throw him at the end of your bench, and you see what happens. It's early in the year. This is the time where if you have those extra roster spots, you make those moves, and you just you kind of see what happens at this point. I don't think it's it's panic theater. I don't think you um you go and you drop somebody big that's like the big name guy that's struggling right now for him. But once again, if there's a spot at the end of your bench or one of these guys that we talked about, like a Moncada or somebody you know that's bad up and you have that extra spot hey throw him in there you could do worse i i think steven kwan's gonna be interesting matt what about you yeah i mean you know he's worth a little flyer um you know i'm always i'm never opposed to holding a young guy at the beginning of the season and saying hey why not and if they keep doing what they're doing i'm riding that wave if not you know it's easy drop you know the whole point of having the late round flyers in them doing bad at the beginning of the season 
is so you can make moves for guys like this anyway. So you just keep going, pick him up when he's hot, drop him when he's cold, and then pick him back up again when he's hot again. You know, this could be a peak and valley situation. All right, Matt. Well, um, before we move into our little closer um, segment here, um, what I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this myself, and I'm gonna ask you to do it as well. Um, so we named four guys there, right? We got Gavin Lux, we got Connor Joe, we got Bryson Stout, and we got Stephen Kwan, right? Um, I'm gonna rank them, and then I want you to rank them as well for just the fans here to let them know where we stand. Um, in my opinion, guys, if I had to say, you know, where I'm at on all these guys, I would probably say Gavin Lux one. Um, I'd probably say Bryson Stott two. I'd probably go um, Stephen Kwan three and Connor Joe four. Um, that's my opinion. I think Gavin Lux just the upsides a lot in that Dodgers lineup. I think he can give you almost every category besides steals. Um, Stott, once again, um, going to be interesting in that Phillies lineup. A lot of runs. He's potentially power steal guy. Stephen Kwan, batting average, you know, it's going to be interesting there. And then Connor Joe is just kind of more of a flyer there. Just see what happens with him there in course. Matt, you kind of like what I did there with that list? Do you kind of agree, or do you got a different little list yourself there? I mean, I do. I mean, is it is this just the bats, or are we just doing all of? Yeah, let's just do the bats. Let's let's just do the bats. Let's do um Lux, Connor, Joe, Stott, and Stephen Kwan. Well, it's Stott, Joe, and then if you wanna if you wanna take flyers on the others, you can. Um, you know. Damn. Okay. The only reason I say it is, I mean, I would I just want to see Lux hit higher in the lineup before I can you know game him anything. But he's interesting. So you know, you take a flyer, you know, second base eligibility. But I mean, it's really just those two that are I have any interest in picking up this week that are like, hey, they're going to directly impact my team right off the bat. Um, Connor Joe is intriguing, but meh. but I mean, my number one, my number one and two waiver wire priority for the weekend. I mean, for for the week is honestly Lodolo and stop. And then okay. you take your shot on Romero. So, you know, yeah. I wouldn't pick up both Lodolo well, and Romero, but I would take one of them at least. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Matt that I think Lodolo is the pickup of the week. I like I like Lodolo out of all of these guys, but I would say out of for all the hitters, I'm I'm going Gavin Lux personally. Um, so moving on, guys, we're gonna do a little um closer segment here. Um, we know saves are one of the hardest categories to come across. Um, so right now there's a couple guys that might be out there in your league that um it looks like they kind of have the position locked down. Um, somebody who's a little bit higher owned, you know, that he's probably been jumped on already, but we're gonna throw him out there. That's David Robinson of the Chicago Cubs. He's closed before. He's been in the big leagues a while. He's got the numbers. Um, I just think that, and the Cubs look pretty decent so far. So if their club Cubs are going to be in close game, I think Robertson could be a 30 save guy. That's once again, the whole year, I never liked to say that about any closer because it's so unpredictable, but um, I think Robertson is going to be pretty good at that position. Uh, Matt, you like Robertson too. I think I have him as my number one closer um, yeah. um, all, all that we're going to talk about right now. Yeah, I like I like Robertson. I like the fact that he came out of nowhere for us and, you know, he's somebody that's going to help you out. You know, he's a nice little quick head for, you know, RP3 if you're really desperate or or even your RP2. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to play out nice for you no matter what. Uh, I don't think he's going to get to 30 saves. I don't even think he keeps a job the whole season. But right now he's the best closer. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> you know, he's the best closer yeah. they got. So the real reason I say that he won't keep the job is because he's going to get hurt at some point. So. Oh, I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked at all. But um, 
Yeah, guys, right now, um, oh, you can do worse than David Robertson at closer. Um, another guy that looks like he's going to have the job for a little bit, um, that's Jake Diekman of the Boston Red Sox. I literally watched him strike out Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and Joey Gallo back-to-back to beat us yesterday, which was super disappointing. But um, I'm actually surprised I didn't pull the trigger on him. I think the only reason I didn't because is I picked up Robertson in most of my leagues. But um, Diekman, he doesn't have a great track record. I was looking at his stats. I think that kind of turned me off to him a little bit as well um kind of a high whip guy which i i really don't like that guys like that usually wind up losing closer jobs because just because they give up too many runs and they get too many guys on base especially with um you know the guy on second rule now so you know if you got to go out there and get a save and like i know later innings it's almost impossible because of that you know bs but i'm not going to rant about that um i'm kind of lower on deekman than some of these other guys we're going to talk about but if you want to close for a good team I mean, you could totally take him. And Deekman's <laughs> not going to be the closer for longer than than Barnes comes out, comes back. Barnes, it's Barnes's job. Barnes is just not available right now. So you know they still got games to play. Yeah. Deekman's been given the nod to have the role in the short term. So you know if you lost Barnes or you know what you want to manufacture some wins in the save category for this week, you know scoop up Deekman. What's what's five innings going to be? in comparison to him throwing up like a four or five ERA with a high whip versus if you start, if you have 97 yeah. innings pitched for this week, cause it's an extended week, you know, it's okay. Yeah, guys, I, I can pull out two saves this week from him. I'm happy. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I mean, I, I, I agree in the sense that I would pick him up if you need a couple of saves this week, but I'm, I'm kind of going to avoid that Red Sox closer situation. I kind of don't think it's going to be great. Uh, Alex Cora was already saying that he doesn't have faith in Matt Barnes, which I don't like. Uh, like I said, I don't think Jake Diekman is that good for the long run. And then they got guys like Ryan Brazier, who's also not that good. So unless they go out there, like I think um, if Boston's in contention going into like, um, you know, the playoffs or the, the all-star game around that time, I could see them trading for, uh, you know, a better relief pitcher to take that job. So I'm not picking up any of these Boston guys, whether it's Barnes or, um, Jesus, who the Deekman? Um, uh, I'm not really picking them up with in mind of longevity. I'm picking them up in mind to win me saves for possibly the week. But moving on here, somebody who I think is actually more interesting is um, Daniel Bard of um, the Colorado Rockies. I believe he f- had the job there last year. I'm going to pull up his stats there from last year because I believe he had a decent amount of saves last year. Um, yeah, last year he had 20 saves. For um, the Rockies, um, the ERA was absolutely horrible, though. It was a 5-2-1 ERA, um, 65 innings, 20 saves, 80 Ks, and a 1-5-9 whip. Actually, I'm going to take that back. I, I have Jake Diekman over him now that I look up his stats. Um, Bard is just somebody for saves. He's going to give you absolutely nothing else besides saves and strikeouts. Um, once again, guys, uh, if you need the saves, you go out and get them. But I'm not really. I'm not. I'm not recommending it. I'm. I'm not recommending Daniel Bard. Actually, <laughs> Matt. I don't know if you are, but I'm. I. I don't like these numbers at all. I, the numbers are terrible. But you know what? It's fantasy baseball. You're gonna manufacture wins any way, shape, or form. So you know what? I. I Colorado yeah. really isn't, yeah. isn't a good team. Like you know, if anything, it's gonna be a high-scoring sensation. And you know, it's just got a Bardson to come in and just either blow it or take advantage of it. But I'll roll them out this week. And you know what? I'm not going to pass on saves, especially if I don't have anybody that has anything. You know, like if I just missed out on closer, I'm picking them up. But you know, it's a desperation hail mary. So I mean, I mean, it's no better than yeah, that. Yeah. I want to talk about Tyler Duffy. 
I mean, Tyler Duffy's just as pathetic. So, I mean. He, yeah, and he hasn't looked good so far no. either, actually. He blown the save already, but he's the guy right now in Minnesota. So, in, Oh, in the, did he? Jeez. Yeah, so, I mean, he's got an 18 ERA. But the thing is, though, it's about manufacturing it. You know, can can he get me a save? Most likely, if they're going to give him the opportunity. It's not like one one save opportunity, one blown save is going to knock him out of the job. You know, they just traded away Taylor knowing that they had Duffy and the old, and only Duffy. So he has to at least get a get a short get at least a chance at this. He's gonna have somewhat of a long leash. So I'm at least gonna ride it out for at least a couple of weeks until I see, you know, if I'm mom getting bombarded, then he's out. So I mean it's the same thing. Yeah, I'll tell you, I mean uh, it's it's getting it's getting real grim out there for seeing yeah. those guys. I'll I'll just I'll just go out yeah. there and say that. Um out of the last three guys we talked about, I guess Deekman, in my opinion, is probably the, the best for um, short term. If you're talking long term, I guess Bard's going to have, you know, the job is his to lose because he had the job last year. But I'm not thrilled by any of the last three that we spoke about. Um, There's one more guy here who actually looks like he has a little bit better upside. Um, That's yes, Anthony Bender of the Miami Marlins. Um, Once again, I don't even know how long he's going to have the job because um Dylan Floro is going to be back at some point and he had the job um last year and I think he takes it back. But Anthony Bender did pretty good himself last year. He had um a 2.79 ERA in 60 games. He only had three saves across 61.1 innings, 71 strikeouts, and a 106 whip. So if you want somebody that, you know, has a little bit better numbers, but you don't really know how long he's going to have the job for, um, I'd say take Anthony Bender. Um, you want my two cents here of all the guys we talked about. Robertson's an easy number one. Um, I'd say Bender two, Deekman uh, three, Bard four, and then Duffy five. Um, just saves it tough right now, guys. So um, you like that list, Matt? There we go. So um, yeah. you got the MDs agreeing there on that one, guys. Um, it's just it's just a tough situation right now, guys. So if you got if you need if you're desperate to go out there and get saves, it looks like those are the options right now. I know the Cincinnati um, bullpen is a little bit. Um, a little bit shaky right now, too. I know I was just going to throw out there. They got a guy named um, Tony Stalin. I believe he's closing right now. I don't know how long he's going to have the job for, but he's a little bit interesting, too. I'd throw him into these list of names that we got here. So, um, guys, the, that's the closure segment here. Uh, Matt, is there anything else you wanted to rant about here, my brother? No, I, th- I think we're good. Uh, sorry for all the delays. Um, I'm, I'm in the middle of selling my Yeah, guys, that, that one's on us. So everybody, yes. I keep getting booted out of my house every time I get comfortable to sit down. So this will be uh, not our problem for Thursday, uh, but bear with us. And all yeah, guys, just bear with us. We, 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 we appreciate it. This, this, uh, <laughs> this episode was a little bit tough, but uh, you know, we got through it there and we're giving you guys good information um, with all the injuries and it being the beginning of the year. These is, this is the time you want to listen and make these moves because if you're not being proactive right now, you're going to miss out on the Cedric Mullins of last year, the Alec Manoas, um, the guys like that, that really, you know, helped win fantasy championships. This is the time to make those moves. Um, you listen to everything we got to say, you, you take it in and then you go out there and you apply it to your leagues. You know, you could always email us at the fantasy MDs at gmail.com we'll answer any questions anything you got for us you can always give us questions we'll do a mailbag here on some point once we have enough questions um anything else guys we appreciate all follows you know listens likes comments subscribes um anything that you can give us a throw away we truly appreciate it but guys uh, catch us on thursday um thank you for listening i uh, will see you then peace peace